before we get started with all the fun and goofy antics on down the wire we here are from the milwaukee area and if you did not hear there was a terrible terrible incident at a waukesha parade just yesterday when we're recording this on november 21st 2021 this incident left 40 people injured five people deceased and we wanted to send out our thoughts and condolences to all the people all the families and the communities affected by this tragedy. On today's episode of Down the Wire, we go into a week 11 recap full of upsets, surprises, and of course, backup quarterbacks. Following it up with our fans' hot takes and of course our quick hits at the end. All happening today on Down the Wire. We don't say <laughs> I be like shoes, sunset on the beach. Pick me wanna pull up on Miami with the heat. I don't know about you, but I don't know about me. Summertime in Florida, catch me sliding on the key. Yeah. Oh, something's happening. Come on, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, so I was gonna say, I had a spam call the other day that I answered and I tried to like talk with them and I told them like all right, please remove me from your list. I'm not interested. And, he, and the dude got angry with me. Like was seriously angry like how do you even know you don't know what i'm talking about it's like i i don't need it i i don't need anything that you're trying to offer me like i have car insurance i have health insurance i already been to college what what else do i need from you he's like it was wild he was so angry episode 42 leading it off with our spam calls we haven't had a spam call during recording in a while that was new, but Dave just got one right before, and then he was telling me a story about how he um, got angry with one of the other ones before. Did you ever think about the spam callers' feelings, Dave? Maybe maybe they're just trying to make an honest living, all right? I'm, I mean, I kind of was a spam caller for a time being. I worked for a telefunding communications company, and uh, it, look, it's brutal. It's really rough. And, um, and like, and like I said, myself, I was doing good work, right? I was calling to try to see if people would like to donate to, uh, you know, uh, I think mine was mainly for the arts, uh, organization, like different performing arts stuff. And, um, it, like even one time when I was making these calls, it, I was doing for UPATH initially, like the United Performing Arts Fund, which is right. uh, a big of course. Big, Everyone knows UPATH you know what shut up <laughs> but it's big <laughs> was... it's big in this area so you, one uh, as i'm doing my screenings i get a uh, a screen for uh our one of our cousins uh kalenko's oh and, really uh, yes so i was like oh great this will be so fun i'll give him a call beep boop beep boop and i brr, 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 and um i get a call and uh, <laughs> they answer the phone and um, like, hey, uh, my name is Dave. I'm calling from the United Performing Arts Fund. And before I even get a chance to tell him that, like, hey, we're it's us, you know, Dave Words. He's like, quit fucking calling me, goddammit. We haven't paid or given a dime in years. Rah! Even though on my list they gave, you know, $50 the year before. Like, <laughs> And then they hung up on me. I was like, oh. Well, this is awkward. <laughs> well, that sounds exactly like Dave. Is that his name? Dave is uh, 
not a Kalenko, but um Wait, what what what's his name? Chris's husband. Yeah, that is um Oh my god, I'm I'm happy. Oh my no. god, it's not Dave? No. Dave is Holly's uh husband. Dave is Holly's husband. That's uh, true. Dave Delgado. Uh what is his name? I, we'll have to text our mother during We're going to have to make sure this out. doesn't get on in case any of them listen. I highly no, doubt that. No, they, they do, don't but... listen. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. <laughs> and we're going to keep going. I'm keeping it on. I'm oh, definitely keeping so it on. That's so bad. We're it's so Thanksgiving bad. week. It's Thanksgiving week. Dude, how crazy. This is like football players, like football watchers dream right here. You get football all throughout the week. You don't have to go to school. You probably don't have to go to work on one of the days at least and you get to eat like a bunch of really good food along with it uh thanksgiving's got to be up there for most people as their favorite ho- holiday i mean we did it's, this a couple my, yeah this is definitely my favorite holiday thanksgiving we did this we did this poll a couple weeks ago oh yeah we did yeah and i've been getting more interactive with people on snapchat so we'll get i have hot takes again there was more hot takes really i do have some i do have some and i think they're better this week i think they are I, I like a couple of them a lot, in fact. All right. Next time, read more information about the people, too. <laughs> you were like, uh, it is uh, uh, Becky Maguster uh, from uh, 1274 uh, Joey Lane in I California. I that much about them. It, it was a lot. I was like, you couldn't have just said, like, Becky from Cali. I'm just going to say their first names. I'll just say their first names. All right, fucker. Then, I didn't give out any like, social security oh, numbers. I know, them. I know them from this and we had an intimate moment shared <laughs> let's get into the week review then because you don't like to listen to what i have to say about how i'm investing into our product into our brand at all and now i'm just being attacked to start the show the show that i helped start i'm being attacked for that's i helped start damn that was you're good. giving you're giving me no love what i helped start that was an indication of acknowledging your productivity throughout this process oh i'm glad i could help oh you care all right let's get to the first game of the week it was thursday night football that it was patriots and falcons and i think we all saw this result pretty much coming Going into this Thursday night game, we we were even talking about picking this as our blowout game. I'm so fucking dumb. I should have. We, we should have. We definitely should have. I had it in my brain to pick it. How many times did I say it on not only this podcast, but then we filled in on uh, uh, three man weave, weave, and I said the same thing then too. I was like, this needs to be my blowout pick. For some reason, I didn't pick it, and me especially this week. I really should have because I picked the fucking Panthers who uh, honestly played pretty well. I mean, all things considered, but fuck me. I should have picked them. I knew it. This is now another win for Mac Jones and Bill Belichick where the defense looks fantastic and Mac Jones is just doing his job out there. Another stat line that's 207 yards and a touchdown and a pick doesn't sound great, but you go and you look at it and he completed 22 of 26 of his passes. He just kept them on pace. His interception was very like just throwing it up. There was completely a random mistake brain fart in there. Not a good looking interception by any means, but they knew their defense was all over Atlanta. They picked off 
three different Atlanta quarterbacks to start off our backup quarterback theme that we love as we are the official podcast of backup quarterbacks. We didn't get just one backup quarterback. We got two from the Atlanta Falcons, Josh Rosen and Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks sounds like a kicker. It does not sound like a quarterback. I don't care what anyone says. That sounds like a place kicker. Felipe Franks was at Florida for a long time, and then he ended up transferring to Arkansas last year during uh, the COVID year. And, I mean, he kind of brought back Arkansas a little bit, but let's just be realistic. Brett Bielema was just holding them back. But Matt Ryan throws two picks. Josh Rosen throws one pick. And Felipe Franks throws one pick on the only pass he threw in the game. This, this is the greatest day of our of our generation. Most perfect backup quarterback game I think I've ever seen. There was two interceptions and one completion between the backup quarterback, the backups, the the backup quarterbacks. Rude. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons were just anemic altogether. 165 total yards is pathetic. That is absolutely atrocious. And it, fuck me, man. I I'm telling you, I. I made this claim uh, again on three man weave. I really like the new England Patriots, man. They are playing at an insane level at this point. I believe uh, Mac Jones has led them to what? Seven straight wins, eight straight wins. No, I think they it's are, eight. They're, they're seven and four. So I don't think they're, it definitely can't be eight. And so maybe, maybe it's, six, I would think then. it's maybe probably it's like, yeah, wins. maybe like five, five sounds about right too. They're two and four, maybe. Two and four sounds that, right. That does sound right. Yeah, I'm yes. gonna say six straight wins. That's okay. Seems well, right. you should probably look that up by the end of this segment, at least. I'll go into it. I really was impressed with Kyle Van Noy. That signing back for Bill Belichick to get him back into or the trade rather to get him after he signed with Miami had a terrible year there. They were ready to give up on him. Bill took him back, and he has been insane this season. Had a huge day yesterday again. Two sacks plus a pick that he took back to the house. Insane performances from the New England defense. I really am also very impressed with them right now. They do lead the AFC East as of today as well, too. I Do you think New England is a serious competitor now in the AFC? I said that. I said that. And it's five uh, win streaks, five-game win streak right now. I said that on three-man weave. I am really feeling this uh, Patriots team, not only on the defense, but the offenses as well. And, dude, tell me this wouldn't be the greatest Super Bowl ever. The New England Patriots versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Give it to me. My football erection is raging, and I need to call a doctor because it has been over 48 hours. Do you think that I'm pretty sure it's like four hours you're supposed to call them, not 48. But I think I did want to say that. No wonder I'm so lightheaded. I, <laughs> I did want to say also that would Bill Belichick win the divorce regardless of if he plays Tom Brady or not? If they just won the Super Bowl, Bill automatically reclaims the title of winning the divorce, right? Because he oh, didn't have to do I don't it. know about that. I, I think he I, does. No, no, he's, no. Hear he's me taking out. a rookie quarterback to the Super Bowl. That's never happened before. 
that is fair. That is 100% fair. I, but here's the thing, too. Tom Brady did it immediately after leaving with a brand new team uh, outside of what Gronkowski. And I guess if you want to get technical, uh, Antonio Brown too, right? They had him for a half a game or some shit like that. Uh, but they would have been able to bring all these players together, him work perfectly. Not only that, but he also led them uh, he more or less brought them back from the grave because they were bad like towards the end of last season they were bad and that's why they got bumped to like a sixth seed or a fifth seed or something they were the five seed yeah 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 that's impressive as fuck and i'm telling you right now if if that happens it 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 cancels each other out i won't say one side is better than the other i'm not saying tom is better i'm not saying belichick is better i'm thinking that it is goes back to a neutral playing field I, I think I can get behind on that. I don't know. I just think it's really impressive because Tampa Bay, yes, they might have struggled last year. They do have the star power names. I mean, they've had them last year. They had Godwin, Evans. Uh, they had Fournette, Jones in the backfield for them. Tom Brady was had plenty of weapons all over the field for them. Bill, I mean, he went out there and got Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, and Nelson Aguilar, drafted his quarterback, and then just implemented his defensive scheme. So I'm very impressed with what the Patriots are doing. And I also wanted to give a quick shout out to Nick Folk, who is the kicker for the Patriots, who's actually just out of his damn mind. He's already 26 of 28 on field goals this year, hit another four yesterday, four for four. So Shout out to the kickers. We love to give them love when Thursday, they're earning yesterday. it too. Oh, I said yesterday. Yes, I meant Thursday. This yeah, is I knew it. Night That's yeah. I'm an asshole for saying anything. Should we get into <laughs> yesterday's games then? There's not much more we can take away from this. I think the yeah. Patriots look yeah, yeah. legit. The Falcons, man, with no Cordell Patterson, literally no offense. Literally no offense. Right. Yeah, let's get right into it. Let's go with a big upset to start it off. Let's talk about Indianapolis over Buffalo, dude. Forty-one to fifteen. What? in God's name is happening in the AFC. The AFC is so uh, we'll explain more later on because we had another huge, even bigger upset later on, in my opinion. And uh, this one right here, Jonathan Taylor has to be crowned the, like the best Wisconsin running back of all time. Am I right? Am I wrong there? Am I missing someone? I don't think you are. And he is, just playing out of his damn mind. That's like eight straight franchise games record yards. Yeah. He's, he's so good. So good. Four, four rushing, on the one ground. Receiving. Yeah. Four on what? the ground. Didn't even and, have to let I, Carson Wentz do anything. And as a team, they ran for 264 yards uh, with 5.7 yards per carry. 185 of those came from Taylor. So it's not like, it's not like he had 250 yards or something like that. This was like a super team effort by the running game. And they just dominated Josh Allen uh, defensively. It, the, the Bills what? are weird, man. What the hell happened to the Bills? I mean, they, you know, we were, I was just on last week on Three Man Weave when we were talking about our midseason changes maybe to our predictions for the Super Bowl. And I had said, like, the Bills are the only team I feel like I can trust. I thought they had a little bit of a hiccup game a couple weeks ago when they lost. But this game right here was just domination 
by the Bills. They they that fifteen looks nicer. No, by, by the Colts. Er, by the Colts. Sorry, yeah, by yeah. the Colts. This, this fifteen looks a lot nicer too now. But they they didn't score that last touchdown until the fourth quarter as well. They were getting their ass. Ninety percent of the game, they uh, the Colts defense held the Bills to just a touchdown. Dude, dude, this is this needs to be a game where they look at it and they should be very concerned about what happened in this game. The Bills know that they are still one of the creams of the crops of the AFC, and they they went against the Colts, who are. Uh, uh, AFC leaders as well, right? Uh, no, no, sorry, sorry. They're in, they're in uh, second behind the the t- uh, Titans. So that's that's fair. But are are they a wild card team at this point? Uh, they got to be getting close. They're six and five now, and they've rattled off a couple wins now behind Jonathan Taylor, who definitely needs to be getting into MVP conversation if they also do that because. He is just having an outstanding season right now. I don't have his numbers right here. I'm going to pull him up so we can do it. Yeah, he's got 1,100 yards already, uh, 5.8 yards of carry on that, 13 touchdowns on the ground. And he's also been a very good weapon in the past game this season as well, which was going to be something that people were very concerned with him about coming out of college because he was such a run-heavy running back at Wisconsin. But he really didn't need to go out for the pass. He's already almost matched his receptions total from last season. And he's already got more yards and touchdowns through the air. So I am really, really impressed with his play, especially in his sophomore season. Great decision for him to leave early. I mean, we knew he was going to have to do that because he was way too good. He's already got 1,100 yards. And last year he finished with 1,100 yards. Yeah, he's insane. And, oh, now here's the playoff picture right now. Because of Buffalo's loss, they actually lose the AFC East lead to the Patriots. As yeah, I said, I said before, like you need to be scared of these Patriots. And they are the seventh seed on the bubble right now with the... What? What's going on? Do you hear that? No? Is that me? No. no oh, shit. I'm getting some ad. Ah, what is going on? What the fuck? Kiki Palmer's old Navy ad just randomly started playing in my, in my ears. And I got super concerned. <laughs> and you thought that Sorry. was me. You thought oh, that was I don't, me. That well, it started with a wind chime. So I thought you were playing a sound effect. I know you were talking about like wanting to do a sound effect or something <laughs> like that. So I, I was like, what the fuck is this wind chime for? <laughs> no. Sorry. Uh, back to what I was saying. The Colts are uh, in the nine spot right now after this win. So I I think – and the, the team that's ahead of them is the Steelers. Man, this could easily work out for the Colts. And as much as I don't want to admit it because I don't like Carson Wentz, notice how we have not talked about Carson Wentz. This is an entire uh, run offense and defense uh, compliment. There is no passing. Fuck, fuck Carson Wentz. He's so bad. He uh, definitely did not. This is a game that he will not be remembered for because he only he barely eclipsed a hundred yards on the eleven day. for twenty, one hundred and six yards. And his only passing touchdown was to Jonathan Taylor. So I mean, there was this was all Jonathan Taylor all game. Another thing to note, we saw Mitch Trubisky again, and he also threw an interception. So that was great. <laughs> 
for another backup quarterback to go out there and just do backup quarterback things. What they're supposed Dude, to this do. is the year of the backup quarterback. I, I'm sorry. I've never seen backups come in as frequently as I have this season. Well, with the new COVID regulations and injuries on top of it, I guess we probably should have saw that coming, right? I mean, that could have been something we well, not to, not to mention not to mention week 17. I mean, they're going to try to preserve uh, as many players, not just quarterbacks, but players in general as possible. Very impressive win for the Colts. Um, I'm very concerned about the Bills now because this is not their first ugly loss. And Josh Allen is looking very erratic as of late. Another two picks for him on the day. There goes his MVP chances. Um, you got anything more to add from this one? Nah, fuck it. No. All right. What do you want to go to next? I will. I will volunteer. We just get a crap game out of the way right out of here. Let's just Baltimore over Chicago. Let's go there. Baltimore and Chicago. Another backup quarterback appearance. Lamar Jackson. You screwed me, man, by being out that late in the day on Sunday. So I got my first loss in fantasy football. I'm now nine and one. I know. I know. I already clinched the playoffs. I already did. It's no big deal, but this, this is, is an really important weird. game because because this is an all backup game. We had Tyler Huntley going against Andy Dalton, dog. Tyler Huntley looked pretty damn good too. They ran the same offense that they do with Lamar with Tyler Huntley. Now he didn't have the same stat lines, obviously, that you would see from a Lamar Jackson game. But to have a backup quarterback go out there, he threw the ball thirty six times. Had 200 yards out there. Didn't get a touchdown, but also definitely was making plays on the ground. Tyler Huntley bought himself a job for like the next three years after winning this football game, I think. Very fair. Very fair. And uh, Baltimore's special teams came out to play, too. You had Justin Tucker going for three field goals, but also the Ravens got a tip punt at the end, which led to a 17-yard kick by the Bears, which is... There's something so beautiful about shitty punts, whether they be tipped off or just bad punts in general. They're so they're so entertaining. I honestly I don't know if there's anything I can laugh at more than when a punt or a kick goes like 20 yards. And it's way funnier for a punt to be off than a kick. A kick being off isn't necessarily as funny unless it's close. Maybe that's funny. But yeah, shitty punts are hilarious to look at because it's like the punter's one job is to just kick the ball, and he just totally fucked that up, and it's it's hilarious. I, I agree. Andy Dalton, however, was giving the Bears some resurgence compared to what yeah. Justin Fields could do. I mean, he had a pretty good day coming in after Fields got hurt. The Bears just couldn't run the ball as well as they usually do, and that affected their game, I think. And David Montgomery was not lights out by any means he was respectable at best and they didn't get to use khalil herbert because montgomery was back and herbert was playing great while montgomery was out so that was also a little something interesting i thought that herbert was completely eliminated from the game plan with how great he was playing during the time montgomery left um give give andy dalton some love because andy dalton did not lose the starting job because of poor play. He lost it because he got hurt 
And really, the Bears knew that their season is done. It, for those of you who didn't know, if you're living under some rock, Khalil Mack is now done for the season as well with them. Uh, and I, I don't. I, there were people uh, on the national media trying to say that both the Bears and the Raiders lost this trade to an extent, sure. But you know, because look at what the look at what the uh, What's their, what's their name? The Raiders got in the deal. They got Josh Jacobs. They got the uh, pick that uh, ended up being the guy that got released uh, because he started doing death threats. Damn. And then a whole bunch of like third and six round picks. Well, guess what? You still got third and six round picks. Can't be all that bad. But yeah, Andy Dalton it was playing good to begin with. And, uh, you know, maybe we kind of see what's, what's it like going forward because we don't know how bad the injury to Justin Fields is now. But really what killed the Bears the most is time of possession. They only had the ball for about 21 minutes. And uh, after this game, they are now adding to the stat of 0-18 teams are this season when their time of possession is under 22 minutes. And honestly, that makes sense. you've, You've touched the ball for less than half of the game. I'm also... I did want to shout out. I love hearing Devonte Freeman's name for some reason because why <laughs> he was so randomly good in Atlanta and like kind of bursted out. You know, Devonte Freeman, same energy as Arian Foster, right? Whoa, right? whoa! I guarantee you, Arian Foster was not good for more than like three seasons. That's fair. But... Same with Devonte Smith or Freeman. Devonte Smith, you're just uh, coming at my my uh, Eagles now. Sorry, it was I'm they're on my brain next, so <laughs> <laughs> I had to get to him. I I really was impressed with Tyler Huntley. Do, I'll ask you one question to finish this one out. Then, do you think Tyler Huntley could play quarterback somewhere else? Uh, sure. I don't know. I mean, that's. I'm, I mean, the game didn't one, look that bad from him, it's though. It's one game. You, what, you're going to go with Mike White after his big win? I get it. I get it. But Tyler Huntley now will definitely be throwing his name around for teams that need quarterbacks next year because he's an athlete. No. And he can Tyler run Huntley the same type throwing, of offense Lamar Jackson does. Tyler Huntley will be throwing his name in for more backup role money. That's it. Settle yourself. I, I think he Settle should get yourself. some looks. He should get some or, looks. You want to you want to make this bet right now? Mark the date. It is November twenty second. No, we don't follow through on any of our bets. We don't follow at through on any of our bets. Five p.m. Tyler Huntley will not be the starting quarterback anywhere next year. We never follow through on any bets. I'm bet. doing it right now. What, what are you talking about? We've been going for less than a year. We have lots of bets that we are still waiting on. Most of them have been like uh, two years from now or some yeah, shit. Like right. I don't remember happen. any of them. I no, don't remember that's any the of them. All <laughs> right, like, let's go. Let's move on. I'm the from color this game. guy. You're the you're the the commentator. The sure, straight man. Sure. Play by play. We'll we'll go over to the next game. Ravens win sixteen to thirteen over the Bears. Bears season is done. Uh, Ravens big win with your backup quarterback. We'll move on to the next game because I prefaced it. We'll go to Eagles and Saints. Dog. And what do you got to say? Give me some Jalen Hurts love. 
this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you that Jalen Hurts had 13 throws that he completed for 147 yards. Okay? That's insane. That's an insane number. Come on. He also scored three rushing touchdowns. Great day. Became the he first had, he had, since 2012 to run for three touchdowns in a game. He had. The first ever in Eagles history. He had 69 yards. Nice. Nice. And he had 18 carries, so it works out for 3.8 yards a carry. That wasn't even a good game. I'm sorry. 3.8 yards per carry? You know what that is? That's a first down. That's a first down in a drive. Fuck off. That's That's a first down. You're mad, dude. Jalen Hurts is not. He does. He. I get it. Jalen Hurts. This is the thing with Jalen Hurts is he passes the eye test. When you watch him play, you understand he is better than his stats say. That's what I will give you that. But he isn't really that good. I hear me out. Hear me out, too. Not only that, but the Saints entered the game with the number one run defense in the league. Not only that, they were also number one in yards per carry allowed. Yes, and you gotta you gotta give credit to Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard as well. They came up with 157 rushing yards between the two of them as well. So a very nice day on the ground as a whole for the Eagles. Um, the Saints, like you said, they are the most confusing team of the entire season. They have to be right because. They came out week one, kicked the shit out of the Packers, obviously. You can't count Everyone those, was though. watching that. You can't Everyone count was those. Watching that. I get it. And they no, have you been can't like count these because what ha- what is the big factor over the past couple weeks? And it was from the beginning. There's well, no Jesus an... Winston. It's yes. Trevor Simeon being the backup as the starter. Now, don't get me wrong, we love backup quarterbacks here at Down the Wire. But there is no reason for Trevor Simeon to be starting unless there is a major injury to your primary quarterback. He didn't even play that terrible. I mean, he didn't play that good. But he looked means, like a backup quarterback he, against the Eagles defense. They relied on him a lot, okay, when they didn't have anyone else to go to. And they Mark Ingram was running the ball very well. Looked like he was 2012 Mark Ingram all over again. But – Ugly game for the Saints. They had a couple of garbage. They had a or, uh, they had a garbage time touchdown to kind of save face a little bit, but got absolutely rolled um, throughout the rest of the game. The fourth quarter was nice for them to make it look a little bit better. They were down thirty three to seven, I believe it was, at going at, into the fourth quarter, and they were able to score three touchdowns to make it look better. But I'm sure the Eagles were running a bunch of scout team out there trevor simeon absolutely exemplifies backup quarterback like anyone else we've named so kudos to him for that but this saints team is just the most inconsistent mediocre team in the nfl that's i'm what sorry I, I oh me okay maybe on that end like confusingly uh inconsistent is the bills to me that team it, realistically it should be leading the the AFC. And for some reason now, they're hanging on by a thread. Uh, this Saints team is whatever. I don't think anyone expected them to be as good as they've been playing. So I, at you know, really at that point, now, especially with Trevor Simeon at quarterback, 
this is a team that's probably meeting or going above expectations. With the Saints? Yeah. Now, now, all things considered. Because, again, I don't think anyone thought they were going to be in super contention for anything. One, because uh, they have Jameis Winston at quarterback. And really, if you thought Jameis Winston was going to be the savior, savior of the New Orleans Saints, you're crazy. Uh, and stop it. Slap yourself. And two, they're in the same division as Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You weren't going to beat them. Well, I mean, I guess you, you beat they them. Did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did. Uh, but you're not going to beat them in the division, right? We I, all understand, I understand what you meant. Yes, I get it. Yeah. I don't know. I thought the Saints, they had a really good start to the season. And Jameis obviously going down is going to kill him for the rest of the year. So they're going to be stuck with Trevor Simeon. How much stock do you actually have in this Eagles team then? If you're so high on Jalen Hurts, do you think that they can squeak a seven seed out of the playoffs? No, no, it's an uh, NFC East team. No chance at all. Fair enough. All right. Yep. <laughs> Move but on. I, 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 I do think at, by the end of the season, you are going to have to apologize to Jalen Hurts. Never, never. So <laughs> that's just not the same thing about Chris Middleton. So he ended up winning a championship for us. So if Jalen Hurts wins the championship, I will apologize. If Jalen Hurts wins the championship, you better cut off your pinky toe. I will buy his jersey. Okay, that's kind of the same, except not. All right, next game. I'm going to talk about this one. I want to. This was not an upset because the team who was supposed to win won. But this has got to be one of the most disappointing games for a team that did win. We're going to move on to the Browns versus the lions and keeping up with our theme of backup quarterbacks, backup Tim, city, Tim fucking Boyle got Dude. his first NFL start. Dude. I, I Have we talked a single game without a backup quarterback? Um, no, we have not yet. That That's insanity right now. This is so fucking crazy. The amount of backup. It's like we brought this backup, like the official podcast of backup quarterbacks. And now we have seen more and more backups hit the playing field. And it just brings a tear to your eye. This is beautiful. Do you know, um, my favorite part about Tim Boyle playing and starting an NFL game is that he was terrible in college at not one, but two universities. And somehow they convinced him to give him a starting job for reference. I will tell you that in three seasons at UConn, he ended up having one touchdown and 13 interceptions. He then also went to Eastern Kentucky. And I don't have those stats in front of me because they're not on the same page as Tim Boyle's reference from there. I don't know why they're not. But I will now look those up real quick. But they were also terrible. I think he won one game as a starter at Eastern Kentucky. 
How did Tim, Tim Boyle get a job? Tim Boyle looks like the good version of Rob Gronkowski. He looks like a Gronkowski brother. I can see that. Yeah, he definitely look, especially, does. Especially if you look at his Eastern Kentucky photo. That Dude, he looks like a Gronkowski Jr. So here's his stats from Eastern Kentucky. It looks like he finished with 11 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Dude, he's a pro. How Literally. did he make it to the NFL? And if you thought the Lions offense was bad with Jared Goff, oh my God, it was so much worse with Tim Boyle. He threw two interceptions where he just, uh, it, like two interceptions, not to mention only having 77 passing yards. Why? Well, this was all <laughs> DeAndre Swift trying to keep him in this one. And their least. defense too. This is another yes. one. Well, I think that now that you bring up the defense, should we just talk about, how terrible Baker Mayfield really is now. He's bad. We have been saying it over the last few weeks, and I had picked them to be my 21 point uh, up or not upset blowout. Blowout. This week. Yeah. Blowout this week. I thought this was going to be a game for Baker Mayfield to really bounce back against an inferior opponent. He was going to be able to shut up the haters. We were going to see all his commercials on TV and everyone was going to forget about it. No, it got way worse. He threw two picks, completed just over 50% of his passes, and again, relied heavily on Nick Chubb and the run game to get him through this one. Baker Mayfield is done in Cleveland. I'm going to say that right now. There's no way. I I will say he is not the quarterback of the Browns next season. I think that's fair, and I will also make a secondary add-on that it's the quarterback next season – will not be Tyler Huntley. So, um, Oh, there you go. That's a bold choice. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, Really? That's a bold choice? <laughs> yeah, he could, he's got to be on their watch list. He has to. Definitely better than Baker Mayfield's production. I would rather have Tyler Huntley. Oh, my God. Stop it. Uh, it the Browns need to thank the football gods that Nick Chubb returned this week because – they needed him so bad to carry this offense. Baker Mayfield, 15 for 29, 175 yards, two interceptions. He, they looked towards Chubb, and that dude showed up. 22 carries for 130 yards. And, like, it, I, I don't get the Browns either. They were scoreless in the second half. They didn't score in the second half. In fact, they only scored in the second quarter. They didn't Is score it in the first really? quarter either. And you know what? We said this too, that the, the, the player that gives them the best chance of winning is Case Keenum. I still believe this. I don't think the Browns are better with Baker. I, I don't think they are either. I, I think that they have, they had that big game after OBJ left and they were like, Oh, we got rid of all the cancer on the team and we're coinciding now. No, Baker Mayfield is losing this locker room fast, I think, too, because people are starting to realize that he has been very inconsistent, very average, if you want to say, at best. He has so many games where he looks terrible for every game where he might look good. I think he just needs a change of scenery. I still think he could be a starter in this league. I just don't think think it's with the Browns. No, I think you're insane. I think Baker Mayfield is done starting, dude. I done starting. Well, I sorry. Let me let me elaborate that more. 
not done starting literally, but he should not be a starter anywhere. He is better off as a backup quarterback. And I guess at this point, the only reason why uh, he he starts is because one, he's of his draft status and two, because of his wife who is hot. Well, I mean, let's go through the teams right here. Could Denver not use Baker Mayfield? Well, yeah, over Teddy Bridgewater, who I've said last week is done being a star. I'm just saying these are the teams. What about the Bears? No, they're going to have Justin Fields. And Um, they have Andy Dalton. What about Washington football team? No, fuck that. You run with Taylor Heineke. What about the Giants? Baker Mayfield on the Giants seems like it fits. God, I hate Daniel Jones. I think I hate Daniel. Well, I know I hate Daniel Jones more than I hate Baker Mayfield. The Dolphins? I mean, these are all options, I think, maybe, that could definitely Uh, be explored. Definitely be explored. What about, uh, I mean, I don't. I, I think the Giants, for some reason, that team just stuck out to me right there. Or the Broncos. I could see him on either of those two. Houston Texans. Yeah, just to suck again. He wouldn't he wouldn't be anywhere there. They don't want him. That would be so Baker to just go down there and just suck and then blame the Texans too. Hell yeah. Should we bring up the Texans next? Big upset. Woo 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 woo. Upset alarm, baby. This was the biggest upset of the week. By far, by far, and creating more space for the Detroit Lions to be the number one overall pick this upcoming draft. 22 to 13 over the Titans, and this was finally the first game where no Derrick Henry really took a toll on the Titans, and it could not have come against a worst opponent. Maybe the Lions, but oh my God, they sucked against them. Ryan Tannehill, four interceptions against the Houston Texans. Yeah, the Houston Texans. Yeah, the Houston had to run for forty yards to be their highest leading rusher. Here's the crazy thing, right? One hundred and ninety total yards to four hundred and twenty total yards. Nice. Nice. Um, but that's the Houston Texans with 190 yards, dude. How do you suck so bad? Tyrod Taylor only had 107 yards, and they still found fuck this uh, up for themselves. But they had five turnovers. I mean, wh- five turnovers? Dude, that's something that Houston should be doing. Absolutely. That is unacceptable from one of the best teams in the AFC was the best team. Are they still the best team after this loss? I uh, think they, they are. are actually. Yes. Yeah, yes, they are. I think they are. Um, what a comeback story for Tyrod Taylor. I uh, just haven't feel like we mentioned it in a while. So remember he got stabbed last year by his doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that was, uh, that was now, crazy. Now officially this is the first game where we did not have a backup quarterback. I know. Sorry, everyone. I mean, but I'm I'm still chalking it up as a win because Tyrod Taylor is the starting quarterback. Tyrod yeah, Taylor he, is literally the goaded backup quarterback. So of a Mount Rushmore of backup quarterbacks, Tyrod Taylor has to be on it. Yeah, uh, Matt Flynn, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Y- you know what? You got to go, Steve Young. Steve Young's backup quarterback. He's got to be on there. 
Yes. Uh, and then I was thinking like we throw Kyle Orton. I was that was exactly who was in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kyle led, Orton. He led that Bears team to the Super Bowl. I don't care yes. what anyone says. And they did him a disservice by putting Rex Gross. Okay, I know we say this every week. But now I'm actually pretty passionate. We should make a Mount Rushmore t-shirt of backup quarterbacks. Like that would be a great We have so t-shirt. many shirt ideas that I can do almost none of them because there's What if so... we just were like what come on, just like Matt Flynn, Kyle Orton, Steve Young, and Tyrod Taylor okay, all on you, a shirt for Mount you Rushmore. start dry uh, like drawing that shirt up and I can make the shirt. I can't what about, draw. What, what about Lauren? Can I just talk to Lauren? Sure. Maybe she would know how to do it. <laughs> Honestly, really, though, nothing... the Titans really very embarrassing loss. There's not a lot to talk about when you completely outgain your opponents, when you seemingly just give it away by all the turnovers you gave up. They had more time of possession as well. I, I don't think any team has ever won a football game with five plus turnovers uh, like a turnover differential of f- plus five I, I don't think it, it's not humanly possible and they still almost won because they were only down with uh like a touchdown and a field goal come on come on fucking insane go on to the next game all right i think this is time where we talk packers um, sure because they were a noon game so we do get some respect to get talked about earlier and did we not call this trap game or what? Yeah. I mean, we knew this was a trap game coming into last week. We, I think we both picked Green Bay, though, right? Yeah, we did. Yes. And that's – I guarantee you, you know what? It was a little bit of homer in me there. But I knew, I knew this was a trap game. We're in Minnesota. They're playing for their entire season on the line pretty much. If they lose this game, they would have moved to four and six. They would have been behind the Eagles. They would have been fucked, okay? They win this game, impressive fashion. But, man, did what happened on that last drive? We came back to commercial, and then the Vikings had the ball. Well, what happened was uh, Darnell Savage not claiming that, uh, like catching that interception. That was a huge issue um i mean did he not catch it he didn't he did not catch it Mm, i feel like in the nfl they would give that catch to a receiver now no no he didn't he lost the ball what going down took two steps no you have to establish the uh a point of control as you come down you you have to have to not control the ball when he was taking the steps no, he lost it as soon as he landed. On the that ground. Is... Yes. Yes, but he took the steps is what I'm saying. No, he didn't. He was falling down. He was ba- he was running backwards. It was not a catch. That was not a catch. Don't be don't be a homeboy Packer meathead. You know that wasn't a catch. Stop. It, it probably wasn't. Like that. It probably it's wasn't. It's not probable. It's one hundred percent not a catch. I feel like they've ruled worse balls catches. That's oh what I'm gonna say. God. That's what I'm gonna say. Aaron um, Rodgers was playing out of his mind in the second half. Uh, the first half was solid, but 
he really was just lights out in the second half. 385 yards, four touchdowns, no picks for him, and still ends up getting the loss. I'm going to say this is my first complaint about the game. Matt LaFleur, why are you not running the ball more? Like, why? Just completely did not want to use A.J. Dillon, had no faith or trust in him or something like that. This guy was solid the week before. He's had games where he looks great on the field out there. Aaron Jones was going to be out. We knew that. Why did he not have more faith in A.J. Dillon? Aaron was I'm telling throwing you, the ball I'm telling way you, too much not, in the first quarter or first half. This is not on A.J. Dillon. Or, uh, sorry, not A.J. Uh, this is not on Matt LaFleur. I firmly believe that Aaron Rodgers is uh, making these calls. He wants to throw the ball and not run it as much. And he should have been running it more, especially because he apparently is running – uh, he's playing with a fucking debilitated toe injury, something that's worse than turf toe. I don't know what's worse than turf toe besides losing your toe. Turf but toe sucks. Do I, I seriously, I don't know what he's talking. What could be worse than turf toe? And at this point, hear me out. Maybe I'm crazy for for saying this. He needs to sit out next game. They have one more game uh, against the Rams, no doubt. Uh, and then it is a bye week. Yeah, he but they can't s- look at look. They can't lose that game. Why? It's a big playoff seeding game. Big playoff. No, it's not. Game. No, yes, it's not. It is. How? Yes, it is. Because the Packers are now eight and three. The Rams are just one game back on them. They'll have the matchup against them. Isn't that the next thing in the tiebreaker? The matchup? Well, yeah, but at this point, they are uh, still not even there. Are they the ones? I don't want to No, but that's because of it. That's because of Arizona. So we would move down to the three seed, which means, yes, I get it. We're still playing on week one of the playoffs now with the new system with seven seeds. But I think you what would you rather have? What would would you rather rather play? I would rather play in Lambeau. I well, no, you are wrong. You are wrong. Would you ra- you would rather have a seventy five percent Aaron Rodgers going at Lambeau than uh, a ninety percent Aaron Rodgers in L A. Next week is L A. I'm talking about playoff seating. I don't. Doug, you want, are wrong. That stadium when the Rams go to play there is legit. You are is legit. wrong. I am calling it. You are wrong. Really, this loss isn't all that big. It was against uh, a Vikings team. Yeah, it's in the division, sure. But the Vikings are the second-place team in the uh, NFC North, and they are four games back. Now three games, I guess. Really, the biggest loss is Elgton Jenkins getting hurt and now having a torn ACL done for the rest of the season. That is huge. Um, And we need to talk about the Vikings a little bit, show a little bit of love to them too, because Justin Jefferson was insane. The defense had no answer to him. Uh, Dalvin cook also was doing really good. Kirk cousins obviously played with authority going down the stretch and their defense, their defense took it to Rogers right away to start off the game. And then they got a little bit beat up towards the end nearly losing that game this was a great game i mean this was a great game like to watch as a fan of football this is what you're asking for i mean it was coming down to the wire aaron Rodgers was coming back 
I mean, it looked like the Packers had just won the game after the first play, they get the ball back um, when they're down by seven the first time or the second time. MVS is open for how many yards was it? It had to be like 80, 75, right? I, I, like I don't that, remember yeah. what it was, but a huge connection first play before the two minute warning even. And then it looked like the very next play or actually they ran the ball, I think. And then the next play that Darnell Savage got the interception and it looked like it was just perfect for green Bay. 75 yards was his long. Yes. Um, so I figured that was about where it was. I was very impressed with Aaron's day. He was finding MVS is a guy. He always seems to overthrow, which he did by the way, a couple times, but when he does yeah. find him, he connects for massive plays all the time. Didn't MVS lead the NFL in um, deep balls. yards? Yeah. Yeah. Yards per attempt last year. I think it, it was, it was that uh, it was also like receptions over 40 yards as well, too. He uh, always finds him deep down the field. And one final take, and then we can move on. I just need to say it again. Mason Crosby is done in Green Bay. All right. Uh, on to the next game. That's the saddest part. Uh, shout out to, hey, I want to shout out to Kirk Cousins because when he plays at noon, high noon, Kirk Cousins also just balls out. He always does. 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Great day for Kirk. All right. You pick the next game. All right, let's go to the shit game. Miami and the New York Jets. Miami and the New York Oh, by the way, we didn't mention the backup quarterback sighting in the Packers-Vikings game when Aaron Rodgers totally alphaed Jordan Love to go take the knee at the end of the first half. Um, <laughs> that was totally... Yes! The oh, my fine. God. That was just such a dick move, dude. No, well, he actually went in the back to go get his toe looked at. So mm -hmm. he he said that he it got re-aggravated because apparently he's had this before. I don't know. But he got re-aggravated when it, someone stepped on it. So whatever. Uh, all right. Let's go. Miami and New York. Uh, Miami and New York. Another backup quarterback. But this time it was a Super Bowl champion backup quarterback. We saw mm. Joe Flacco this week, baby. Joe Flacco was looking pretty good, too. He had some really nice plays. Uh, it, unfortunately, they just had too many mistakes, right? Like, they had one in the second quarter. Joe Flacco lost a, a fumble after taking a sack. And uh, they also had two missed field goals, man. Like, what what are they what are they doing? Uh, it's the Jets, though. I mean, really, we we can't be too surprised. No, we can't. I also, just because I really don't care about this game, want to go back to Green Bay real quick. One more oh, second. Geez. That that option play with Randall Cobb was fucking sick. That was sick. I forgot to bring that up. You know what I was All talking right. about? Sure. <laughs> what? Uh, you also, didn't see it? Uh, also, too, it seems like every time that we are on this, like, fuck to attack of Iloa, he comes through with a game like this, right? He was 23, or sorry, 30, 27 of 33 for 273 yards and two touchdowns. Like, what is this? What is he doing? Why why do you have to do this, Tua? Well, he's playing the Jets. All right, let's just slow down a little bit. He beats really I'm not, shitty teams. I'm not ready who are the Who are the Dolphins' wins against this year? The Dolphins have beaten the Texans. They've beaten um, the Jets. They beat the Ravens. That was a big one. 
obviously, and they also beat the Patriots. Did not remember that. Hmm. So they got two <laughs> solid wins, but I think Jacoby Brissett won one of those games too. I, I, I'm almost certain of that. I am also going to say that Tua is probably going to be there next year because he is earning himself some playing time. Like you said, he is playing pretty well over the last few weeks. Miles Gaskin, I didn't even know he was the starting running back there. He, Where did he come from? He just came out of nowhere. He's been the starting running back there. Um, Has he been the whole season? Yeah. I swear it's been someone else. I don't know. No. I just can't watch Dolphin games. How much, I I would say, how, much games. how much Dolphin football do you watch? First of all, they're definitely not ever going to be listed in our local area because of Miami. And I'm not going to illegally stream a Miami Dolphins game because I could give a shit. But Jalen Waddle came in, ran the ball in for him, had a great day receiving as well. I was pretty impressed with Jalen Waddle's performance, who I said was going to be pretty great coming out of college, just to pat myself on the back. But this Dolphins team is pretty much worthless other than that. I mean, they're going to they should be losing games because there is no reason for them to be winning games. Um, the the Bills and the Patriots are both going to be significantly better than them for the rest of the year. They're not going to have any shot at a playoff opportunity. No. So I think this team needs to be looking more towards the future. For I sure. guess the only thing I can think of is they want to solidify Tua as their guy with winning games like this and that could build something, but I don't like Tua for a lot of reasons, but mainly the only reason is because he's left-handed. So that that's just something, my bias. Something so ugly yet beautiful when you have a, uh, a left-handed quarterback, we need backup quarterbacks to be left-handed only like that should be the rule. You should only oh be allowed God. to carry a left-handed backup quarterback. On to the next garbage game. Let's go to San Francisco and Jacksonville. Dude, Jacksonville is so bad. They're so They're bad, ugly, too. dude. And, and to think that they have not one but two wins? Come on. They shouldn't have any. Trevor it's Lawrence has so not been the number one pick Andrew Luck-esque comparison, I think. But he also hasn't had the Colts he's had the Jaguars to deal with and James Robinson was beat up he was a game time decision if he was going to play and he didn't really do much on the field this was his worst game of production did find the end zone for the only one they had all game but the biggest problem for the Jaguars is you remember how every week it seemed like we were watching Jamal Agnew run for some sort of kick or punt return for the Jaguars, and that would be the only yep. touchdown they scored. Yeah, he tore his ACL, so he's going to be out for the rest of the season now, boom, too. Boom, so he, he's been playing some running back reps for him, too, and not going to see anything come out of that Jacksonville offense probably for the rest of the season. But the weird thing about this is the offense on the other side and the amount of rushing attempts – Debo Samuel was getting. They were using him at running back for the 49ers. And this is the second straight game that they've done this too, right? Receiver had uh, eight carries for 79 yards and a touchdown, dude. Like, Debo Samuel is so damn good. I've been very impressed with – yeah, he's been great all season long, obviously, from his receiving standpoint. He's been one of the top guys in the league. And now moving him around – 
to get involved in the run game. It has affected his pass game. He only caught one pass yesterday, but he still went out and was very productive. He was getting almost 10 yards a carry, and he ran the ball in. So I'm pretty sure he'll be happy with his day too. And the less amount of times Jimmy Garoppolo has to throw the ball, probably the better for the 49ers' success in the future. Yeah, and he wasn't all that bad either, though. He was 16 for 22, a buck, 70, 76 with two touchdowns. I mean, he played a solid game as well. Really, though, if you want to talk offense, you need to talk about the Jaguars' offense. Uh, sorry to go back a little bit, but with nine minutes left in the second quarter, the Jaguars only ran four offensive plays. That's bad. That's so bad. Their offense could barely move the ball. and Their defense couldn't get off the fucking field. And if you can't do that, you're definitely not winning a football game. So really get rid of Urban Meyer. Uh, credit to the 49ers on both ends of the ball. Uh, they went nuts and all they did was run pretty much all day. This is, this is the second game. This is actually consecutive games. Uh, this is the first time since 1987 that the 49ers carried the ball 42 or more times in consecutive games. Hmm, that's a that's lot of running. That's an interesting stat. I like that. Well, when one. you have Jimmy, when you have Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Garoppolo as your quarterback, who, like I said, wasn't all that bad. Uh, it, you know, you don't want to throw the ball. That just shows how bad Jacksonville is, really. Um, another backup quarterback sighting. Trey Lance came in, ran the ball three times, got four yards. Woo! <laughs> uh, we're we're feeling game. it. Next game, we move on to what do we have left here? What should we talk about? What about, how about uh, we move Washington oh, to Carolina? Yeah, I that's like what you it. were gonna I say. I like it. Yep. Yes, dude. Cam Newton is he full on back? I, dude, he actually played well in his first start. Or first he start back. really good. 21 for 27, 189. Uh, I, two touchdowns as well. Also rushed for 46 yards and a touchdown. It's too bad he didn't win. I was really feeling Carolina. Uh, they, you know, lost. And uh, that was my 21-point blowout. So that's a, that's a twofer on me right there, which kind of blows. But, you know. Whatever. I was happy to just see Cam Newton playing. This was uh, a fucking great game. And uh, not to mention Taylor Heineke coming in strong. Taylor Heineke revenge game, by the way, because he is the Panthers' former backup quarterback. Uh, he was coming in huge, though. 206 yards and three touchdowns. And just was, like, eviscerating the number one passing defense in the NFL. Dude. I told you, Taylor Heineke has to be the worst player to play against in the NFL because you know he's not that good, but he just somehow makes great plays all the time. I mean, it's so irritating. It's got to be as a defensive team to watch Taylor Heineke play and how sloppy he looks sometimes and how gross the ball looks coming out of the hand. And then he can go out there and run all over the field and make a play and win you a football game. I, and, I, would, and hate, especially, I would hate playing against him. And especially when you have someone like Terry McLaurin, who is just open downfield all the fucking time. The dude, Terry. the dude is so good. Uh, this is now two weeks in a row that Washington came in big with an upset win. Uh-oh. Right. Time, to, time to put him on the watch. Uh, uh, no, no shot. No shot. Uh, four, they moved to four and six. I'm 
I'm going to say that I was shocked that they did beat the Panthers. This is now their first loss they've had with McCaffrey playing. And he wasn't really well seen uh, in the run game. Obviously, he did get his mojo passing and running. That's kind of how he does it. He did get over 100 total scrimmage yards, but only 59 yards on the ground, just 10 carries. Do you think that they are a little concerned with putting McCaffrey out in the running back position because how easily he gets injured and how beat up you do get at that position? Well, I think that is the entire NFL this season. They added a 17th game and you see the load management coming in. Again, I think that's why we have so many backup quarterbacks. Uh, I, I don't know about injuries. I feel like this is an insanely injured season right now. Maybe I'm crazy, but I would like to see the stats on that compared to like last year or the year before. Um, it, it seems like teams are just getting beat up far more than they usually do. I, I would agree. The Titans are super beat up. The Ravens are super beat up. I mean, the Packers, uh, the 49ers the, yeah. again, like there is a lot of teams that are very beat up across the NFL, the Seahawks as well. I, I this is just agree. playing into a team like uh, New England or Kansas City's favor who are relatively healthy, right? Uh, for the most part, you know, as best. I mean, as how many games do we reference a backup quarterback? We had the Falcons get, so there's one, two, three, if you count the Packers, um, four, five, not in the Titans game, six, seven. Are we counting Joe Flacco? Yeah, we have to, right? Eight. Uh, yeah, he is the backup. Nine. There has been nine of the 10 games we've talked about. A backup quarterback has taken a snap. Yeah. Well, and again, I don't think we necessarily needed to count the Packers one. It wasn't all that great. It was just nice seeing him out there. So let's go eight for 10. Let's be fair on this. That's still eight for 10 on backup quarterbacks in that's some nuts. capacity. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. And you know what? Even if you wanted, you could be generous about this game too because Trey Lance is – kind of a backup kind of like that like i mean they're like making plays start. for him they're trying to make plays for him they need to do more because trey lance is better than jimmy garoppolo and that's just me but whatever i think they're uh, pretty go. much thrown in the towel on this season so uh, yeah 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 well i mean look at the nfc west that nfc west is is scary stacked stacked and uh yeah i think it's time to throw in the towel on this game because who needs to talk anymore about jacksonville uh, no, we spent too much time, maybe even. Uh, let's go to the next one. How about Cincinnati and Las Vegas? This was a, this is just a very bad season for the Raiders. Not because of five and five, and they maybe didn't see themselves being there, but the fact that they were five and two. And since the firing of John Gruden and the Rugs incident and Damon Arnett, I mean, there's just so much shit that's been going on, obviously, there. They cannot find a rhythm anymore. And how can you blame them? This has no, just been a no, terrible I draw think, for the Raiders. I, I think for me personally, I'm going to give a pass for the Raiders on this season, even if they lose the rest of their games. I'm sorry. They have gone through so much bullshit with outside of football issues, right? And really, I think the only thing that can be done is firing Mike Mayock. 
Uh, he is garbage in Las Vegas and should never touch a GM spot, a GM role ever again. He is so bad. And uh, I think that's it. Everyone else should get a pass, whether or not they bring back uh, with the uh, PJ Carlissimo, the, the whoever the interim uh, head coach is. That's just always my default interim head coach name they, because uh, they should have just got Jim Tom Sula to come back and coach for. Let's Oakland. go. We should get on that wave too. Jim Tom Sula. I said Oakland too. I meant Vegas. I forgot they moved. They're playing like Oakland Raiders again, if you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And, and as far as the Bengals, you know, when you go up against one of the worst rushing defenses in the league, it only makes sense that you hand that bitch off to Joe Mixon. 30 attempts, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. Dude was pounding it on the Raiders right now. And uh, those those two scores were more than enough for the Bengals defense that absolutely beat up the Raiders, forcing two turnovers and keeping them under 280 yards. Yeah, this was a big bounce back game, I think, for Joe Mixon. This is just the second time he's eclipsed the 100-yard mark and just the third time that he's gotten over 20 carries in a game. So it's been a lot of Joe Burrow this entire season. They noticed that they could kind of give him the night off in a way. They could just let Joe Mixon go through the motions, keep handing the rock off. Like you said, 30 times. That's a lot for a running back in a game. That's kind of a Derrick Henry workload we're used to seeing. And Joe Burrow, just with 140 yards, didn't really need to do much out there. So we didn't get to see any cool, like, Jamar Chase plays from him, which was kind of a bummer that we usually see every week. But big win for the Bengals. And yeah, it, the win looks better on paper than it does in reality, I would say. No, honestly, the win, there was a lot to be uh, complimentary I just can't, you, yeah, but I just can't, th I think the Raiders are so emotionally drained that wins over them are need to be suppressed a little bit right now. Oh, 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 oh. no, but sure. But like, look at it this way, dude. Uh, this is, this is a stat that I read that I think uh, is really, really quite good. Joe Burrow only had 20 completed passes, right? 10 of them went for first downs though. Like that's a, that's a really cool stat. And uh, really all I could watch this game though, was Evan McPherson on the Bengals who had four big field goals and three of them were beyond 50 yards. Oh man. Do I miss when, uh, our football team had a good kicker. <laughs> so well, he's just been engulfed by the special teams. That is the green Bay Packers. And it finally caught up to him because we've always had terrible shitty special teams. We referenced that last week and it's finally gotten to Mason Crosby. It's infected him and it's probably over. All right, let's move on. Good win for the Bengals 32, 13 over the Raiders. I would like you, if I have to apologize for Jalen Hurts, you have to apologize for the Chiefs. When I said the Chiefs are back and they went out, came to had Dallas came to Arrowhead, Mike McCarthy, oh my God, is he terrible at holding his timeouts? Holy shit, that was great. He we suffered for how many years with the terrible clock management of Mike McCarthy? And 
it was definitely a factor in this game. I won't say it's the reason why they lost, but it seemed like Dallas never had fucking timeouts because they always had to call him earlier on in the game. Yeah, he's so bad. He's so bad at that. He's terrible, terrible with his timeouts. I am not ready to give love to the Chiefs. Why is that? What is the stat line for uh, for Patrick Mahomes? 260 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. No 23 of 37. No touchdowns. That is a big – that's a big cause of concern now because that is, uh, what, two out of three games? No, no, sorry, sorry. sorry. I, I got to mix up with Russell Wilson. Um, but him having no touchdowns against this Cowboys team, the, the Cowboys team, like, the offensively, Cowboys were a fucking F grade. But defensively, that's an A-plus job, dude. 260 yards with no touchdowns and a, and a pick? Fuck me, man. Michael Parsons it, it was also stacking them like crazy. That got the pick. So, yes, Micah Parsons also. Needs, Micah Parsons needs some respect around the league now too. If he hasn't been yeah. getting it, he yes. is absolutely NFL Sunday ready rookie already in the league. Great pickup from him. He fell a little bit in the draft. Remember. And it was actually even thought of as a reach at some first to some. They people. said he was too small. Right. And they also he had some discipline issues, I think, at Penn State. He had the hazing. Remember, wasn't that coming out about him? He has come out and fired on all cylinders in his first season right now for the Cowboys. But I also want to say something about the Chiefs defense, because this is something that is going to need to be looked at yeah. maybe in history if the Chiefs end up making another run at the Super Bowl, which they are more than capable of doing in this AFC, I think you need to agree with that, correct? For sure. For sure. For sure. In the AFC, that's all I want to say. But, Chris, the big thing here is the trade for Melvin Ingram, and not because of Melvin Ingram's production, because that's been pretty okay no. at best. It, opens it is the, what it, it has opens done for Chris Jones. Team, it is what it has done for Chris Jones. Chris Four Jones. Sacks was Four having a yesterday. terrible he was having a terrible first half of the season and now ever since that he has played out of his mind the last few weeks like you said three and a half sacks yesterday he swats the ball like jj watt did back in the day too able to jump up huge hands and it even picked off uh dak prescott on that last drive that they had because he had gotten his hands up there to tip it if this Chiefs defense keeps playing like this, dangerous, dangerous. But again, they don't even have to. They don't even have to be an elite defense. They could be subpar at best. And as long as Patrick Mahomes can be some sort of a semblance, a resemblance of himself, his former self, the Chiefs are going to win. Uh, again, I still think it is. A mildly concerning when you see Patrick Mahomes go throw for 260 yards and not get a single touchdown. And not to mention an interception at that. It's not like he was mistake-free. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Uh, also, welcome back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Very nice. His impact was on the field for sure. Moving on to the last game before Sunday Night Football. Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. What? Why do we need to talk about this game? Why do we need to talk about the Seahawks? Fucking blow, dude. Uh, they are an F 
they got. We need to talk about this game because Colt McCoy beat Russell Wilson in a game head to head today or on Sunday. Backup quarterback, absolute W right there. Colt McCoy threw for 300 yards. He aired it out 44 times. I mean, they did not hesitate at all with Colt McCoy. They were slinging that bitch around. A lot more plays on the side of Arizona because they also got 20 carries out of James Conner. And, the, dude, the, the Arizona had the ball for 40 minutes. I mean, dominated this game. time of possession was 40-22 to 1938. Like, fuck me, man. That, Who was that the president is, that is in 1938. Wild. Go. Uh, president in 1938 would have been Fre- Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Is it? I don't even know. I just was asking. President I think I'm in 1938. It was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. It was pretty. <laughs> that, I'm not gonna lie. That was pretty easy though, because like that's World War II time. Like that. Yeah, that I was, know. He like, was there for like 15 yeah. years, right? Or well, whatever, so. yeah. So yeah, I again, don't give me that much credit. Uh, really, there's not too much to talk about this. The Eagles fucking blow, and uh, the, the Cardinals Eagles. are a good team. The Sorry, Eagles, Seahawks. The, the Seahawks. Fuck, I you got me in America mode, and I just Sorry. ball the Eagle. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, dude, I, I, I'm so I'm so disgusted with the Seahawks. Mainly because I had them, so I, I had them in such high regard at the beginning of the season. I told you, did I not pick them to be last in the division? I did. I I did not like it. I think Russell Wilson. I thought now, you had remember, uh, what's it called? No, no you had, I had the, you had I had San Francisco. The, no, I had San Francisco second. Remember? No, I had the Rams, San Fran, Cardinals, Seahawks. I don't remember this, but sure, I'll I'll trust you. I'll take your word. So on San that. Francisco was an L, but the Seahawks was correct. I got that right. Um, let's move on. I don't care about this game like that either. Again, no. Uh, well, real quick, real quick. Then, Russell Wilson, is he on the Seahawks next year? Ooh, uh, shit. Seattle has done nothing to help Russell Wilson, and he asked for more help. Uh, not. Not even in the offensive way of, like, give me more wide receivers. He just wanted a fucking offensive line, and they did nothing for him. I think he's gone. Big take. Big take. Sunday night football. Big day. Big day for your boy Justin Herbert on prime Mm. time. Absolutely balling out there. 382 yards through the air. Add on the 90 on the ground huge day for justin herbert and And i didn't pick him to win (laughs) and the steelers looked pretty decent on offense too for the first time finally and it was led through big ben that was probably the craziest part yeah now here's here's something to note though um i will say that the steelers defense was missing T.J. Watt, Joe Hayden, and Minka Fitzpatrick. That's their that is defense. that is huge. That is huge. And then when you look at the score, forty-one to thirty-seven. Uh, 
you tell me that those three guys, you tell me that one of those guys couldn't have made a difference to help Pittsburgh win that game. And uh, again, there is a, to me, and again, this is someone that loves Justin Herbert. There's an asterisk on this game because of how close it was with how much was missing on the Steelers defense. Realistically, you can't, you can't throw all that on Justin Herbert though. I mean, he was was falling out. I mean, he almost had 500 yards. I'm not putting that on Justin Herbert. I'm putting that on the, the greatness that is Justin Herbert. Right. Do you know what I'm saying there? Right. I, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. It I will also say, oh, sorry, go ahead, finish. No, realistically, when you're when you're down that many key players, you are you are a shade of the team that you were. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's that's completely fair. Completely fair. I also want to credit, um, this was Austin Eckler's breakout game of the season now too i've been talking a lot of smack about him and it wasn't a game where the yardage wows you he had over 100 yards from scrimmage combining his rush and his pass or and his receiving four touchdowns though obviously a huge day for him congratulations you have had one good game that has impressed me now do it again because i'm still not buying into you but I did want to say good game out of Austin Eckler. He was very productive out there. You can tell watching that game. He was a big part of that. All right. You got anything else you want to add about it real quick? Any other games you want to say? Any other things before we get into our picks? This is the last time we'll talk about week 11. Uh, I will say one thing. Uh, There is rumor mill going around that Matt Nagy has lost the Bears locker room. So I I think you really need to be concerned Matt Nagy, whether or not you have an NFL job in the next couple weeks, you are lucky that you are playing the Detroit Lions on Thursday because (laughs) fuck me. You, if you lose this game, you are 100% gone. Fired that week. Fired by Monday. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think so. If you're losing to the 0 and 9, yeah. 0 9 and 1. Yeah. You're gone that week. Yep. All right, let's get to hot takes then. (laughs) We are on to some hot takes. I have three of them again for you real quick. Two of them are sports related. One is not. I thought that was kind of interesting. We should go into that. All right, I got uh, my boy Charlie, uh, who goes to school near me, says that the Bills 
will not make the playoffs. The Patriots will win the AFC East this year. Oh, okay. Let's start off with the latter portion of that. I agree with the New England Patriots take. I have been chirping them up for the past couple weeks now, and the more and more I see of Mac Jones play, the more I am infatuated with the New England Patriots. And if it wasn't for someone like Jamar Chase, it would be hands down Mac Jones is is the offensive rookie of the year. I don't think it would be a, a, a question at all, in fact. But Jamar Chase is playing out of his goddamn gourd. It's, it's going to be a close race uh, going forward. Now, as far as the Bills are concerned, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to actually agree with that. I feel like the Bills could miss the playoffs, which seems absolutely insane. But they are they're, they're probably one of the biggest disappointments in the league right so, now. So, I mean, all, all right, now, right now, this is what we got. The Bills, the Bengals, and the Chargers are all sitting at 6-4, and four, respectfully second in their division, plus the Colts sit at 6-5. and five. So, And the Raiders are 5-5 five and five with the Broncos as well. So I don't know if you want to take them into consideration, but Steelers also have five wins. So there's three teams, four teams that are behind them, but they are right behind them. Anything could happen in these next couple weeks. And plus, on top of it, they have two teams with the exact same record as them that I'm not so sure they're better than. Are the Bills better than the Bengals? Are the Bills better than the Chargers? I mean, I think so, but I can't tell you yes today. I cannot. And, and now... I'm thinking this tie that the Steelers had is going to factor in big time. And if they would have just, I don't know, fucking won against the Lions, they would be sitting comfortably. I I completely agree. All right, we'll move on to this next one here. Uh, This one is going to baseball. You know we like baseball, right? Baseball. Joe Poharillis, my boy from California, says the Nationals will be in – League contender again by 2024 with the top of their farm system being added after the Dodgers trade. They'll sign Juan Soto and get another big name free agent signing. What do you think about that? I could definitely buy into that. I think baseball is so weird. uh, And really, as long as you have assets, you are going to be in contention in some way, shape or form. I I think I I will buy that 100%. I don't know if they're going to sign Soto, man. He's going to want so much money, and he just looks like a Dodger. You know what I mean? Just looks like a Dodger. And the last one, like I said, not sports-related. This one comes from my girl Lauren. Folding toilet paper, greater than sign, bunching toilet paper. Do you fold or bunch your toilet paper? Ooh, uh, I guess I would say I fold. I do like the, the mini roll. And then flatten it out. So I guess that would be, uh, I, I that would say that's bunch, no, not bunch, and um, rolling it, right? Yes, I I fold my toilet paper as well. Yeah, I, I would say I would say I'm a fold. I just do. I think I just do two complete like hamburger folds, and then it's usually like a pretty good square from what I get from that. Oh, oh no, 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 I I like grab the end and then I take my fingers and I do like the circle motion. So I don't, oh, I don't, no. I don't pull it yeah, out. No, I don't fold, do it like fold. that. No, 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 I do I, like I, a, I actually, I rip it off and then I, and then I, 
one more time. That's exactly how I do are those, it. So, are those your butt cheeks? That was, <laughs> that's, that's Clap those terrible. cheeks. All right. Those are our three hot takes for the week. Those are the best ones. I had a couple ones else that I also wanted to. Actually, you know what? I think I did have one more I wanted to do add late to the edition. Real quick. Um, it is right here. Let me see. This comes from my guy Jabo, who I he was a player on the team I worked for two summers ago, not last summer. <laughs> Remember how you were just going to say who he was? <laughs> um, he's going to say that the Lakers don't make the playoffs this year. Uh, I don't know about that. I think that's a that's a wrong take. Uh, that's, now, a pretty, that's a pretty good stretch. But is it possible that they get bounced in first round? One hundred percent. Again. I, it, by the way, again. I well, no, they didn't even make the playoffs last year, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they lost. Oh, they the, did. They, they did, lost did. the Suns. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. You're right. You're right. Um, I, I think they can get bounced in the first round. I actually do. I think that this Russell Westbrook edition is clearly affecting this team. I think that if LeBron is not in the lineup there's no chance of them winning. They don't have a number one guy. And that's saying something because they have fucking Anthony Davis on the team and they have Russell Westbrook on the team. Really? Realistically, Russell Westbrook does better when he is the number one guy. So if LeBron's not in, they should be dominating or rather Westbrook should be dominant dominating. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say they get bounced in the first round. All right, those are the quick hits for, or those are the hot takes for the if week. If you have hot takes, please go to our Facebook page at Down the Wire and send some. Otherwise, I'm going to be posting on my uh, Facebook page as well. Tom sends out Snapchats. Just find a way to give us some hot takes, people. Yeah, they've been really good. I like them the last two weeks. So let's move into our picks. Let's try to. I mean, we don't need to go fast. We're we're on pretty good time, but maybe we've know. gone long today. We've we've gotten some some content, baby. Actually, sure, let's it's go. not. Yeah, it's not. It's not even that we're really that deep into it. I think we should be all right. These this will be the last thing, but we got to get quick hits too. After yeah, so first up, let's, let's, let's get, go, go. We got Thursday games, baby. Not one, not yes. two, but three. First up, it's Chicago at Detroit. Oh my God, do you? It, Andy Dalton is going to be the starter. It just came yes. out. Um, so that will actually play a role in my pick. I'm going to pick the, I'm going to pick the bears. I, I don't think the lions are out of this game by any chance, but I do think Andy Dalton gives them a better chance to win right now than Justin Fields does. I'll take the bears to beat the lions. Fuck me. I'm doing it. Detroit lions, Dan Campbell, number one win. Where this was our picks win. last week? What were our picks last week? Uh, I was seven and eight. You were eight and seven. So overall totals is 97 and 62 for myself and 93 and 66 for you. We're pretty solid, man. That's pretty solid. Both of us missed on our blowout bets, though. <laughs> so, those are getting those are getting harder and harder every week. We, yeah, we are. We are fucking that up big time. But we've had a couple I, of weeks. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to make this claim. I'm thinking the Lions get a win. It's Thanksgiving. Like, they always lose on Thanksgiving, man. They do. They do. But I I really do feel that now, especially that the Chicago Bears have, you know, came out and said, 
we have lost Matt Nagy. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think Detroit is going to eke one out. I think I've, I'm really feeling it. All right, next up, it's Raiders and Cowboys. Oh, gosh, another good, solid team to see play on Thanksgiving Turkey Day. It is the Cowboys. They always get that game, and they usually do a lot better than the Lions, and I think that there is no reason to not think that they aren't going to destroy the Raiders. I'm going to take that as my 21-point blowout. Oh, all right. Tom going with the plus 21. I'm also taking the Cowboys as well. I think it's more on the fact that uh, Las Vegas just looks bad, dude. Las Vegas, I feel so bad for them. I'm going to say this every week going forward. Just, it like hurts me to see a team struggle to this extent for those reasons. Um, so yeah, Cowboys are winning. Uh, next up, Buffalo Bills at the New Orleans Saints. Man, the Bills are lucky they're playing a backup quarterback, and this has got to be a game they have to come out firing. I'll take them to win this one. I think this is a big bounce back game opportunity, especially going up against a backup quarterback for Josh Allen and the Bills. Yeah, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills too. I they. They don't seem to double up on their bad. They find a way to bounce back, and yeah, this is this is going to be a bounce back game. All right, next up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. This could be interesting, man. I mean, the Buccaneers are playing Monday night tonight. They're playing against the Giants, who they should handle, so maybe a little bit of a warm-up game. But I think that they're going to stay – ah, oh, man, dude. I really want to pick the Colts, dude. I want to, but uh, seems like it. You pick the Lions, so I'll pick the Colts. Or I'll pick the Colts. Fuck you, because I picked the Colts too. Uh, this is this is a short week for the Bill, uh, the Buccaneers, and the Colts are playing impressive football. And all things considered, man, you you give that ball to Jonathan Taylor Thomas and. and uh, he is going to get a win for the Colts. All right. Okay. I next agree. up, next up, the game that we will talk about for literally two minutes, and that is it. The New York Jets at the Houston Texans. New York Jets. Houston Texans. All right. Uh, next up, Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. I am hoping that Jalen Hurts can put up over 250 yards passing. That's what I'm going to challenge him to do this week. I want 250 yards passing. If he can do that, then I can start to begin the apology process. I will do that. This is the game to do it against a very ass team, in fact, the Giants. I'll give it to the Eagles. I'm also taking the Eagles. Uh, I don't think you get 250 yards passing. I, I think that is a pipe dream, and you play know quarterback. It's a pipe play, dream. play the quarterback position, then you can do it. Just play quarterback. Uh, no, because what has been working for the Eagles is been running the ball, and why stop? Jalen Hurts just steals touchdowns from all his other guys that do all the other work. That's all he does. I don't care. I'm calling it. Next up, Carolina Panthers at the Miami Dolphins. Man, this is going to be a good bounce-back game for Cam Newton to come back from that terrible loss to the Washington football team. I think you – honestly, I didn't even look at the games, so I'm just going off of vibes right now. 
and I would probably consider this to be another 21-pointer in my eyes. I am not taking it because I already took Dallas, but I'm going to take Carolina. I'm also taking Carolina. I am not picking the blowout on this. I have another game that I think is going to shock you. Well, you also picked them last week, and they shit the bed for you. You can't really do it. That's fair, but I, I, I have a good feeling on this next game. Uh, next up, it is the Tennessee Titans at the New England Patriots. Whoa, this is a good one. This is one we need to see. This is going to have big AFC implications for the rest of the season, I would think. I'm taking the Patriots, dude. I'm I'm really buying into Bill Belichick and the system he's got working with Mac Jones and that defense. I am also taking the New England Patriots, and I am taking them with the blowout pick. I think they are going to light up Tennessee, and you are going to see an absolute monster wow. that is the New England Patriots come that out. Defense could just destroy Ryan Tannehill. I mean, right? They could. What what do what does Tennessee have? I, I'm sorry, Julio Jones has not been playing well this Adrian season. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson is a shell of the player that he once was, and he's still better than uh, a fuck ton of running backs. You know, whatever. I am I'm calling it. This is going to be the New England Patriots game, and they are going to be fucking monsters. All right, uh, next up, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you This know, is a recent, hard one. Yeah, in recent years, I guess everyone would think this is a real toss-up game, but obviously, you know, the Bengals are legit now, I think. This is a big game in terms of their divisional status, like uh, the 6-4 and four Bengals and 5-4-1 and one Steelers. I think the Bengals are a better team, though. I, I get it. It's going to be a really good game to see the Steelers' defense versus that Bengals' offense, but I just don't think the offense of the Steelers can keep up like they did with the Chargers the same way they could with the Bengals. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been reading a lot of predictions going into this week, and a lot of people seem to think that Pittsburgh is going to sneak a win. I'm not one of those people. I think Cincinnati has a firm uh, clinch on their playoff spot right now, and they need to continue to hold on to it. And I think they're going to uh, get it to Pittsburgh. They're going to they're going to shove it down their throat. Next up, it's the Atlanta Falcons at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hmm. These are two pretty shitty teams, and the Falcons don't have their best player anymore. Urban Meyer is the worst rookie coach ever, maybe. Um, There's worse than that. Come on. Uh, Dan Campbell's <laughs> got to be up there, too, I guess. But, um, I'm going to go Jaguars, man. I'm going to go Jaguars. All I right. really have no faith in the Falcons at all, and to bet on them just seems stupid. And I get the Jaguars is too, but it's more fun. I there's a part of me that wants to say Jacksonville too, and uh, that's pretty pretty insane. But nah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Atlanta. I'll, I'll take the split yeah, just for you. Merry Christmas, happy birthday. I think I might have Merry Christmas to you. I mean, I picked Jacksonville <laughs> for all we fucking know. All right. Like, uh, have we ever done that? Have we ever picked Jacksonville ever? <laughs> I right. feel like I did once already, too. Let's go to the late games in Sunday. 
Next up, it's the L.A. Chargers at, at the Denver Broncos. Ooh, this could be another really good one, I think, for Sunday night. Um, Justin Herbert had a really good day last week. I think that Denver is enough to stop the Chargers. Where is the game? It's at Denver. I'm taking Denver, man. Yeah, I'm taking Denver. I, I don't like to. I'm really? Not, yeah, yeah. I think that that's going to play a factor in it. Denver, they've been surprising me because they lost Von Miller. They had a rough game. They had the bye. They're coming off the bye, right? And they they had the rough game the week before against shit. Who was the team that Teddy didn't die for the ball against? Was that the last that week? Was the, that was um. That wasn't two that last ago. week? Yeah, that was two weeks. No, ago. that was last week. No, that wasn't. Oh, that was. The, that was Denver that was, was on a bye this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's that gonna play a big factor too. That was Philly. Oh yeah, and Philly's been on a hot streak. I will admit that. That is as far as I will go with Philadelphia. They have been kind of hot as of late. But I'm going to take Denver to beat the Chargers. I think that's kind of like one of my upsets, if you would. I, I would assume uh, actually Denver is probably Denver's probably even favored in the game because of the home field advantage, I would say no, maybe. I think you're wrong there. I think you are 100% wrong. You think so? Absolutely. There is they got similar no records. Way. They got similar records. There's no way. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling up the betting line right now. Right now it's uh, Chargers minus three. Which is home field advantage in a way, right? Isn't it? Isn't you? Don't you get three points? Oh, but it's in Denver. Fuck. Okay, yeah, I'm taking Denver. <laughs> uh, I am taking the Chargers. I took a week off of the Chargers and Justin Herbert love, and uh, it bit me in the ass last week. So I am going right back to the well. Give me the L.A. Chargers. Next up, it's the L.A. Rams at the Green Bay Packers. Oh God, this is a this is a tough one. Is it? It's in SoFi, right? In LA? No, no, it's in Lambo. The Rams are coming here. I thought I remember that being a different game. Oh shit, man, let's go then. Fuck yeah, I'm picking the Packers, dude. They're coming to Lambo, bro. We're on that. We're on that. I don't know what to do with this one Pick because the pick the Packers. Do it. Right now. All right. Fine. I'm I'm taking the Packers. I'll take the Packers. It's Lambo, dude. It is. And maybe I'm in my own head because I said that that I think Aaron Rodgers should sit out this next game. He's not going to. And after losing to the Vikings last week, or yesterday, rather, they're going to be pumped. And uh, I, I think the Packers are going to light up that crowd make them happy all right next up it's the minnesota vikings at the san francisco 49ers dude the 49ers don't they're not that good all right they just played wow no no. the vikings are legit man all right i'm gonna go out there and say the vikings are legit dude i really think they are they've had very good games they could easily be like seven and three right now as well i think um i'm gonna take the vikings to beat the 49ers Dude, I don't think we've ever been this divided in a single week. I am taking the San Francisco 49ers. This could they be are, make it or break it week. Right this here. is they are at San Francisco. Are you not like seeing this? Like AJ Dillon was going nuts yesterday when he was getting the ball. And 
once you get Debo Samuel that ball, I'm telling you, dude, I think I think you're making a mistake. Also, it's uh, not noon game, uh, noon game Kirk Cousins, dude. This is where he wanted to go play before Minnesota. So this is a revenge game for him. <laughs> sure. And uh, last but not least, it's the Cleveland Browns. Ravens are winning this. Uh, you froze right there. So just say the game one more time. Oh, uh, the next next up is the, the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. The final game. Are we just all in agreement that the Ravens are winning this? Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens on that one. Yeah, my myself as well. I don't think. Well, how many games do we disagree on? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. (laughs) (laughs) We could have a big week. We did this once before. We did a five game split before, and I think you ended up winning that. But one of them was your blowout picks, so you lost that. That's what it was. I remember. Yeah, yeah. So it bit you in the ass. Um, yeah, this is this is a pretty good week. We. We haven't been this divided in a while. This is one of the best weeks, like I said, to start the episodes. One of the best weeks of the year for football. Thanksgiving, great time, great food. Hopefully some good football on Thursday. Then you get to relax a little bit. I'm going to take advantage of it. I am coming back to Milwaukee tomorrow from Madison after class. I have to take a fucking Spanish exam, but at least I get to come home and relax and just Eat a shit ton of great food, because that's what this is all about. And being thankful, of course. All right, let's get to our quick hits. I am going to start us off. uh, And my first quick hit, I just wrote down, LeBron James, you a bitch. Because what he did to Isaiah Stewart yesterday was ridiculous. That was dirty as hell. And then Isaiah Stewart was leaking blood out of that eye. They both ended up getting suspended for the same amount of time after Isaiah Stewart unprofessionally tried to like malice at the palace him, except no, not at the same time. LeBron's one game. Isaiah Stewart is two. Oh, I thought it said they both were suspended two games. No, 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 no. As far as I know, I'm pretty sure. I just saw it uh, That's before bullshit. we started. LeBron should be both. They should both be suspended the same amount of time. That's ridiculous. LeBron's the one who started it. I love LeBron. I love LeBron. You know me. I am. We are both in full agreement on LeBron James is the greatest player of all time, but he should have been suspended as long as him. Next, I'm going to move on to Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods was getting some practice shots in and it was looking pretty good. And this is the first time we saw him taking any swings since his horrific car accident. So kudos to Tiger Woods. Golf is better when he's good and he's playing. So Quick recovery for him, hopefully, and we get him playing next year. Last quick hit I have, not too many this week, but I had another one I had to add. I am a hockey fan this year. We all know this. And the Seattle Kraken fucking suck, dude. They are 5-12-1. They did beat the Capitals yesterday, so they now move to second worst, only behind the Arizona Coyotes. And even I know, as not being a hockey fan for my entire life, that the fucking Arizona Coyotes suck. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to tell you there, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the NHL. All right. Uh, is that all you got then? That's what I got for my quick hits this week. 
All right. Uh, well, first of all, let me go into the um, into some baseball. First of all, you didn't acknowledge it. I would have thought you would have jumped on it. The fact that we were right about Corbin Burns getting the NL Cy Young. Yeah, um, I was letting you get your softball because you predicted it on air, but we both knew. Yeah, he should be okay. Up there. Well, I, no, this is that's a you thing, but. Really? Uh, what's what do you mean softball? I always come with the hot stories. Uh, no, also, I mean you just you. I was letting you get a softball quick hit because you picked Corbin Burns to win the Cy Young right. last week. So then you could all bring up Corbin right. Burns again. All right, okay. whatever. Okay. I'm never thinking of you ever again. Good. Don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, today the uh, Hall of Fame ballot came out. And, oh uh, shit! I did see this. Damn all right, it. Yeah, go ahead. You up. go back. You do that one. No, you 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 do it, and let's go real quick. We'll say who's making it, who's not. All right, all right. There are thirty names being considered. You want me to read them all off for you? No, I actually have the best ones right here: Carl Crawford, Prince Fielder, Ryan Howard, Tim Lincecum, Justin Morneau, Joe Nathan, David Ortiz, Jonathan Papelbon, Jake Peavy, AJ Przinsky, Jimmy Rollins, Alex Rodriguez, Mark Teixeira. Those are the ones I want to talk about. Any of those ring like maybe? Uh, well, here's the problem. A lot of them. Uh, are we going talking about this year? Because no, uh, a lot of them are they're new players. David Ortiz they, will. David Ortiz will. No, yeah, maybe in time, but he's not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer because why? Why? Hear me he... out. Hear me out. The MLB Sorry. is fucking stupid, and they refuse to put players in on their first ballot they refused to do that uh the the last one that they did was wasn't it mariano mariano rivera right that was like a couple years ago no that was more than a couple years ago and there are plenty of names that should be hall of famers uh first ballot guys no way sorry not happening uh out of the available people left um mm-mm. David Looking Ortiz will stupid. be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, he will yeah. be. He just won't be this year. He uh, will be this year. I'm calling that. All right. You can call it all you want. Uh, looking it over, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, there is not a lot of good, of like great. Um, you have dudes like Barry Bonds, R- Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling, uh, but they hate those dudes. You know what I mean? Like, if they get in, which, like, someone like Barry Bonds arguably should. I, I am should be. Pro, he should be in the Hall I'm of Fame. I'm pro Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame and probably Roger Clemens, too. Um, Kurt Schilling can fuck right off. I really despise Kurt Schilling. And maybe that's a bad take, but whatever. Um, this is also their last ballot, too, mind you. Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling, Sammy Sosa, and Roger Clemens all get one last opportunity. And um, I I think two out of the four. I think they're finally going to get one of them, uh, either Clemens or Bonds, if not both. I don't know, man. They really just hate steroids. They hate steroids. Sure. I get that. But no, no, I I think, yeah. Barry Bonds is arguably the best player of all time. It's yeah. hard to say that in baseball, but he, arguably he is. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's entirely fair. Um, I, I'm looking at the rest of this list. Scott Rowland is someone that kind of rings out to me. 
he maybe Teixeira, but again, Teixeira is a first ballot guy, and, and I don't think they give him that love right away. And you already said David Ortiz, and I I think David Ortiz does make it in eventually, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Scott Rowland. I don't know why that name is just calling. Scott Rowland will not make it before David Ortiz makes it. That is just a hundred percent truth. Well, um, sorry, but he's got 541 homers. That's all right. They'll make him in the hall of fame for that first ballot. First, he will not be a first ballot. He will not be a first ballot. All right. Uh, so that's, that's the MLB. Uh, right now let's go into the real stuff. Uh, let's see who, did it uh they had a uh poll and or not a poll but uh a, a, a stat no i can't think without fucking not stat what the fuck is it they did a what? survey or whatever whatever they did a test uh conducted a study there you go to uh, uh, assess health inspections from 25 nfl stadiums over the last tw- uh, five years right do you want to take a guess at what stadiums had the best food and the worst food with health violations? Oh, with health violations? Yes. Okay, so I will say that the best food is going to go to, I'm thinking Dallas. Uh, Close. Same state. Houston? Houston. Yeah, uh, NRG Stadium uh, was number one for the clean team. They only had two critical violations. Is critical not a important word anymore? True. Oh, damn. Just wait. Just you wait. Uh, other ones being the Atlanta Falcons, so Mer- Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, three, that makes sense. That makes sense. And the Superdome with four yes. uh, critical violations. Mercedes, good stadiums. Now, number one in the worst category with 393 critical health violations. (laughs) I'm going to say this is, oh, God. I really want to get this right. (laughs) 393, good God. So I would have said, like, Oakland before this but obviously they don't exist anymore now i'm going to shift my narrative to chicago no it was uh actually bank of america stadium so the carolina panthers oh i was gonna say jacksonville if i didn't say the bears yeah they have the third highest critical violation percentage with 55.04 uh, number two was Raymond James Stadium, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And mm. they lapped everyone on total violations with 1,714 violations. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought that's, they were second. That's total violations, not critical oh, violations. Oh, yeah, yeah, not. Uh, not, yeah, critical. Every single NFL stadium has critical violations. They had 165 critical violations. Yeah, well, look, would you consider all the food uh, going on? You know, it, like there's there's multiple vendors. You know what I mean? It's it's really hard for all of them to be perfect. Let alone being in an uh, 
an open aired stadium. You know what I mean? Shit gets in easily. But when you consider that Houston only had two, fuck, good on them. Uh, good on and them. third, third was uh, the they have TIA. as many critical violations as they do wins. Fair. Uh, TIA <laughs> Bankfield Jacksonville Jaguars came in with 740 total violations. Uh, yeah. The Green Bay Packers, Lambeau Field, had 228 uh, critical violations, third highest, only behind the, the aforementioned Panthers and the Indianapolis Colts. I thought you said it was the... Oh, that was total violations. Critical violations. Jesus. Sorry, sorry. This Follow is a confusing-ass topic. If we're gonna... Follow me. You Damn keep it. saying violations, but you don't emphasize critical when I need to hear critical or not. Oh, my God. I'm going to be critical of you. Uh, so next up, Marcus Stroman. I just want to give him a small shout-out. He, uh, free agent, said he will not sign with the Yankees because he wants to keep his do-rag dreads and tattoos uh, as a throwing a big middle finger to the Yankees and their stupid fucking policy that is ancient and old man baseball. So old man baseball. Fuck you, Yankees. Fuck you, Brian Cashman. And uh, now it looks like you're not going to get one of the big free name, uh, free agent, uh, pitchers out out on the market um also wanted to shout out the that fox sports is ready to relaunch the usfl so spring football is coming back again baby dude it's gonna suck so bad oh well man. so here's here's what they're doing though that is it's going to be an eight uh team league uh with a conference four and four split but they are sharing the same venue. So I, they're going to avoid a lot of what has plagued the uh, other spring footballs is that they just can't get a fan base going. Uh, and not to mention paying for that fan base. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. Yeah. So this could work out for them. I don't know whether it will. You know, that w it remains to be seen. But, you know, more football is more football. And last but not least, Kelly Stafford, wife of Matt Stafford, uh, in last Monday in their night uh, night loss to the 49ers, got into a kerfuffle of sorts with a mm, not, not a Niners fan, but another Rams fan, and proceeded to throw a pretzel at them. <laughs> What what happens to what does Matt Stafford have to do there? It's just like, hey, just don't do that, all right? Like, I mean, how do do you think Matt Stafford like yells? He doesn't look like he yells even. Yeah. So apparently, a witness said that her group was being heckled, leading to Stafford to hurl a soft pretzel at a fan. <laughs> so oh lame. my god! So yeah, they were. Uh, security then was called over. And the Stafford party was moved to a different part of the stadium. When really, I'm sorry, this violates fan codes of conduct. Oh, they definitely should have been kicked out. They should have been booted, motherfucker. And from the stadium, damn near. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm, I'm pissed off. Yeah, I am very <laughs> pissed off. Uh, also, Whatever. it was great, too, because that fan... Uh, that got hit with the soft pretzel, a deeply loyal Rams fan, 
proceeded to then go on Twitter later on that night and put out a two paragraph, I'm oh, sorry, not Twitter, Instagram, a two paragraph in- Instagram post scolding the Staffords and the, the way that they treated them. What a bunch of puss. Oh, my gosh. All right. Is that what you got for quick hits? Yes, that is everything. That's it, then. That'll wrap up episode 42. That was a good one. Hopefully, it's sounding better. It's definitely going better, I think, on our end. We've loved doing the quick hits. We adding in those hot take segments. I'm going to keep asking for them each week, so make sure to keep a lookout for that. Send them in throughout the week if you want. Even we can maybe talk about them. If you like this episode, make sure you check us out on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, always check us out on thechairshot.com. Kelly Safford can throw a pretzel in my mouth anytime. Peace. If I didn't doubt myself, what do you think I'm cool? Learn. I want to make it out yeah. I don't know if all the shit I do is for nothing I just want to make it out So, I'm saying I saw my life started fading I got my swag from the country in Georgia I'm trying to move to the a man that came from nothing, I want it all, uh, won't hesitate for nothing, you wanna love to stand for something, I'm just a man